Welcome to the Flop House. I'm Elliot Kalin, and this is a Flop House Mini. That's right, it's an off week. We're not talking about a movie, or are we? We're not. And we're going to be talking about some other things that are movie related, maybe, or maybe not. I'm joined here by my regular <laughs> wow, co host. Really cagey. And, yep, <laughs> their names are Dan McCoy and, and Stuart Wellingtown. What a great couple of co-hosts. And you know what? Before we get into this mini, I just want to tell you how much fun I had with these two guys appearing in front of four amazing audiences as part of our West Coast Errors Tour. Now, we've released a couple of those episodes on the feed already, I believe. Right, Dan? Uh, This is our first episode that we're recording back after the tour. And Mm -hmm. we had such a good time. I just want to say thanks to everybody who came to see those shows. Thanks to everybody who came up to us afterwards and told us how great we are. Thanks even to the people who came up and had criticisms for us uh, that I guess we'll take into account. We'll, you know, we'll take them to heart. Yeah, they they seem to be really reading you the riot act. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, well, there's there's. Some was, stuff that, I think that was just I think that was just Hodgman, though. <laughs> yeah, mostly. Yeah, but he but he really was uh, in that he literally made, told me I could not write. No, I had Hodgman to write. was very kind to us. Uh, like mm-hmm. it, you know, the 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 civilians were kind to us, and our you know other network hosts were very kind to yeah, us. Yeah, our fellow well, that comedy was and podcasting people. Hodgman came up before uh, while you were still getting the uh, getting your stuff together, mm-hmm. and he was like, "I'm the third peach. It's me, John, host of the Flop House." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he was carrying a skateboard around. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, fellow peaches. Just like you. That's how. Yeah, that's how he tricked. <laughs> yeah. yeah, everyone's like, "That's Dan, right? He's got a skateboard." Uh, so we had <laughs> what a, I'm known for. I want to thank the people of Vancouver, the people of Portland. San Francisco, and I want to thank the people at Sketchfest, and I want to thank the people of Los Angeles. Uh, you guys are all great. I hope we get to see you again sometime. We probably won't be on the West Coast again very soon. Uh, but I we'll mean, you're s- you're there right now. Yeah, I mean, yes, true. I'll be Checkmate. there. I am there right now. Good point. You know what? You're, I'm you know put me in jail. You're right. Put me, put me in lie jail. I'm wrong. I'm just gonna add it to the scoreboard. <laughs> Stewards once again on the board, as you'll find out about next week in the episode that we already recorded today, but which won't come out till next week. <laughs> oh boy. Where that Mr. Show sketch, the pre-taped call-in show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we are, we do have a, a show coming up in May in the UK. Uh, we're hoping to plan some other live shows, but we're done talking about that now. The tour went great. Mm. Thanks, everybody, for coming to the show. We're going to talk about the other big event of this year besides the Errors Tour. This is a big year. Dan, there's a presidential election coming up. There's, there's all sorts of bad things going on. Also yeah. – there's uh-huh. probably some movies coming out this year, but the biggest, uh-huh. most important event of the year has already happened. It happened over a month ago. Guys, can you guess what it is, the most important thing that happened in 2024? Over a month ago. So this is, so it's now February. Uh-huh. Over a month ago. When's Toyotathon? When? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I don't know. That's one of the questions that man has been pondering for yeah. millennia. When's it's not the Honda days. Honda no. days is in December. I'll tell you guys, at the very beginning of this year, January 1st, uh-huh. Mickey Mouse entered the public domain. All we right. did it, everybody. We did it. Pew, pew, oh, pew, pew. Yeah, yeah. Air horn, we air have, horn, air horn. We, we did it. We have access to that, very, that one very specific version of Mickey Mouse. Well, we have access to the original Mickey Mouse cartoons, Steamboat yeah. Willie, the Gallopin' Gaucho, and the silent version of Plain Crazy. Not the sound version of Plain Crazy, everybody. That doesn't enter the public domain until next year. But after many years of Disney fighting it and trying to extend that protection, finally we have the earliest Mickey Mouse in the public domain to do whatever we want with. Guys, are you familiar with what the public domain is? Uh, 
Sort of. Yeah, it's, it means that it's not covered under copyright law. Is that where if you get in trouble, they put you in the stocks and throw like tomatoes at you? You're both right. Yes, if you use a copyrighted <laughs> character, they put you in the socks and they throw tomatoes at you. Uh, but yeah, it means that. But you know, that, uh, for the, the reason that, for instance, uh, It's a Wonderful Life uh, became a perennial holiday favorite is that it fell out of the public domain, meaning that people didn't have to pay to like broadcast it. it every year. So they did. And then it became a big uh, beloved favorite, like like I said, when it was initially not such a success. Oh, know? like Night of the Living Dead? Exactly. Well, and Night of the Living Dead. Well, Night of the Living Dead is one of Night the saddest Dead. stories in the public domain world because they literally forgot to put a copyright notice on yeah. the film, and so it was instantly in the public domain. And George Romero didn't see any of that cash. But Dan is right that uh, that. It's a Wonderful Life literally fell out of the public domain. The public domain is a giant who has huge hands, and he holds all the things that are copyrighted. But he's still <laughs> Sorry, that space between his fingers, domain. and so his is uh, it's sort of like fell out. And so the yeah. public domain it's based on this idea, right? You copyright something, and the idea is I created this thing. I should get to make money off of it for a certain amount of time to reward me for creating mm-hmm. it. And then at a certain point, I stop making money off it. And becomes part of our common cultural clay now. As a creator of things, I like copyright because it means chiching for me and my heirs for a certain amount of time. All that uh-huh. horse meets dog money is going to come in yeah. pretty handy to my uh, to my heirs as soon as it pays off its you're, advance. Please buy my picture books. Shiftless layabout sons. I'm projecting into the future. <laughs> yep, <Yeah>. exactly. <laughs> and for a second, I thought you were saying all that horse meat. And I'm like, Elliot, don't brag about your horse meat addiction on, <laughs> on the podcast. I have to go to France for it. It's, so, it's very expensive just for the flights. Um, but there's a lot of stuff that enters the public domain kind of each year because the because the copyright runs out. And this year, there's a whole bunch of them. It's mostly stuff from 1928. There's some sound recordings from 1923. Uh, oh, finally, finally, I can get my hands on this. Finally, the original recording of Yes, We Have No Bananas is free to use. Alex, throw it in the background. <laughs> We're gonna, who's going to stop us? Eddie Cantor? Sorry, Eddie Cantor. <laughs> Nothing you can do about it. Public domain and you're dead. Play the whole song. <laughs> Alex, I, I hope right now, Yes, We Have No Bananas, the, the original the Eddie, Cantor, Eddie, Cantor, Eddie Cantor version is playing. Also, the, the original theatrical, uh, like the song lyrics for Animal Crackers, we just sing those that the Marx Brothers play. That's public domain now. A lot of, a, a lot of great silent movies. The Cameraman, Passion Joan of Arc, Speedy, The Wind, The Crowd. They're all public domain now. Alex, throw The Passion of Joan of Arc in the background. <laughs> play that silent movie. If, if Yes, if yes, we have no bananas. Right now. Yep. You know, cut, cut, yes, we have no bananas. Play the soundtrack. To, play the, the, uh, the, the, the dialogue from uh, Speedy, <laughs> the Harold Lloyd movie. There isn't any. That's the joke. Anyway, uh, we've obviously got a lot of experience with the public domain. Stuart, what have you done with public domain stuff? Uh, well, let's see. I've written a lot of spec scripts. Uh, I've drawn some, say, <laughs> you're questionable wait, you're, If you're artwork. writing spec scripts for things that are in the public domain, you're doing it wrong. I just got to tell you that. Because that. Where were you when I was writing them, dude? Oh, boy, yeah. <laughs> I wasted all this time. Stuart I was guess. like, I hope I can get the rights to Hansel and Gretel or else I mean, I'll I never guess. be able to produce this. <laughs> I, I guess I'm wrong. I guess if you're using characters that are in the public domain, then that's a good idea. But no one I, can I, stop I, you. I, I'm just thinking of spec scripts in the old sense of like you're writing for like a sitcom. <laughs> oh, like, see, I, was, I don't think there's a I don't think there's a Hansel and Gretel sitcom currently in production that mm, you can try oh, and get on. Oh, that's but, what a spec script is. I thought it was written on some well, cured no, Italian meats. I mean, <laughs> that's a that is a kind of it spec just means that's that very no true. Paying you for it yet? So I guess yeah. Use now, it as all. speaking of a lot of a lot of books entered the public domain in the United States. I mean, every country mm-hmm. has its own copyright laws in the United States. So many books enter the public domain this year. Finally, uh, finally, you can have all these characters meet each other. Dan, 
I know you love H.G. Wells' work, right? Uh, he's fine. <laughs> Finally, you can use H.G. Wells' amazing character, Mr. Bletsworthy on Rampole Island, which is now in the public domain. Oh, His classic God. character of Mr. Bletsworthy. <laughs> Dan, why aren't you writing this down? This is yeah. important. You well, mostly because I, can't, I don't know how to spell Bletsworthy. <laughs> yeah, and also Tarzan. And Tarzan, Tarzan is uh, oh, now— okay. Is in in the public domain now too. Anyway, so uh, and uh, Dan, I know you love Agatha Finally, Christie. Finally, all of my drawings are mm-hmm. are legal. D- Dan, I know you. <laughs> I know you love mystery novels, right? Mm-hmm. You love sure. Agatha Christie. Finally, uh-huh. one of her finally her classic novels in the public domain, The Mystery of the Blue Train, a book that I had never heard of until I saw it listed on a public domain list of things that are in the public domain. Mystery now. has a blue train. I got to read this. Yeah. yeah. What what does that mean? What's the secret? I don't know. It's like a blue house, and they live there, and they're blue, and everything uh-huh. is blue. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, the train, instead of going choo-choo, it says dabu dee dabu die while, it, while it's going through. Yeah. And it says, instead of saying, I think I can, it goes, I think I'm blue. I think I'm blue. Although, the little engine that could is also blue. Dabu dee dabu die. Yeah. Uh, wow, I'm learning so much. This is a really informative episode. <laughs> file, so anyway, file this one under informative, not comedy. Yeah, so you know, so anyway, this is, you know who does a lot with the public domain? Mm. Disney. So it's ironic mm. that they've been trying to keep Mickey Mouse out of the public domain, but so much of their classic hits are in the public domain. Snow White, Sleeping Beauty, Alice in Wonderland, Cinderella, Frozen. It's all public domain stuff. I'm currently writing a Hercules comic book series for Dynamite Comics based on the Disney character, all that Greek myth stuff is in the public domain. It's not trademark Zeus anymore. He can't sue me. Sorry, Zeus. Can't sue yeah. me. Um, and without the public domain, Disney comes up with stuff like Brother Bear or Home on the Range, not their top drawer stuff, you know. Uh, so anyway, here's the, here's the disappointing thing about using the public domain is that it means anyone can use it, not just people who have a good idea. So Mickey Mouse suddenly is in the public domain. What do people do with him? They mainly bl- make... They blood and honey him up. Exactly. Like, they did, just like oh, they do with Winnie the Pooh. Oh, wouldn't it be twisted if you <laughs> murdered people? Dan, oh, wait, I want to spend more time with this character, oh, Dan. <laughs> oh, man. Dirty <laughs> D. McSee makes up an appearance. Jack Holmes is in the public domain now. Wouldn't it be twisted if he was the killer? <laughs> yeah, Dirty oh, D, Dirty wow. D. What other public domain <laughs> characters can be killers now? Oh, oh, oh I don't know, man. <laughs> Well, you, Harold Lloyd get, from Speedy, what if he was a killer? <laughs> what, the the, the uh, uh, longest uh, in print children's book, Millions of Cats, is in the public domain now. Dirty Dan, what should we do with Millions of Cats? Uh, millions of Cats? Imagine if they all killed each other. <laughs> okay, Call lady, those down Battle Royale style. That's practically deranged. <laughs> that's, that's great. Okay, Lady Chatterley's Lovers in the public domain now. What should Lady Chatterley do, Dan? <laughs> Dirty Dan? Uh, uh, Maybe we should turn her from being a lover to a killer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh, wow. what about what about the three penny opera? Let's make it twisted. <laughs> well, isn't that already about a killer? <laughs> it was a trick. Trick question. It's already twisted. It's already okay. it already is. Uh okay, oh, so thank God. So uh, sadly, something took over my body. I'm glad it's gone now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, we we were able to get that spirit out. Uh and it's it's very frustrating to me that it's like, oh, people can do whatever they want with these characters. They just turn them into murderers, or they just make yeah. them have sex with each other. And Someday, in the not-too-distant future, like the Marvel and DC heroes, the earliest ones, are going to be in the public. I think it's about 10 years from now that the earliest Batman and Superman stories enter the public domain. Yeah. And they're just going to have them have sex with each other and I kill each other. I don't know how to tell you this, Elliot, but there's already a lot of images of those characters having sex with one another. Yeah, where do you find those? Prove it. Prove <laughs> it. Do you have a PowerPoint presentation that would prove this to me? I, I just might. That's a reference for people who saw the shows on the tour. But mm-hmm. anyway. 
Uh, yeah, Dan Dan scoured the local train yards to find uh, hastily made hobo porn of (laughs) Batman and Superman doing it. Mm, This porn means that a nice lady lives inside. He'll give you a pie. (laughs) (laughs) So, guys, I wanted to talk to you about how to show showing people how to do the public domain right. Okay, okay. we're going to take a few newly in the public domain properties, and we're going to do it right because it feels like what people want what people want from Mickey Mouse is not to see him killing people. They want to see him doing like fun, funny stuff like he in theory did in the 30s. But when you watch those <laughs> cartoons, you're not like, they're not hilarious, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah you're not. They are funnier than the later Mickey cartoons, however, where he just sort of like was an affable suburban guy with a dog. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, and there actually have been some very good recent Mickey Mouse cartoons that I think are very funny, but uh, mm-hmm. in the, the wonderful world of Mickey Mouse series. But they kind of, that's because they kind of like Ren and Stimpy'd up Mickey Mouse a little bit. Like he's not gross, but it is that kind more that kind of animation. Well, they went back to sort of the anarchic spirit of the, the really early ones. Yeah, when Mickey was kind of a dick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he just made music by hurting animals. <laughs> yeah, that, so, that sounds twisted. Yeah. Actually, the original Mickey was pretty twisted, you know? <laughs> <laughs> he was more apt to like pull a revolver on someone than you yeah. would think from knowing the Disney company today. But there is, there anyway. was also, yeah, there's a, yeah, the, well, the original Mickey Mouse, yeah, it's true. In the original cartoons, I think he was like a bootlegger, right, who ran like a criminal syndicate, uh, and he killed people on camera. <laughs> I don't know about that, but I know that, Didn't like, he kidnap I mean, the Lindbergh baby in the original yeah, cartoons? Man. Certainly in, like, the Floyd Gottfriedson comics, there was a lot of, you know, adventure and, and shoot-ups and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, so we're going to show people there's more to these characters than just making them shoot people, even though that's apparently what the original Mickey Mouse did. Here's some characters. Let's put them. Let they're in the public domain now. Let's figure out what to do with them. Okay, these are famous characters yeah, that everybody loves. Yeah. Number one, Tigger. Tigger's in the public domain now. How do you do it right? Oh yeah. How do we do it right, Dan? Show me um, real Dan, not not twisted, dirty D, who who just makes the characters twisted. No, no, I know. Yeah. Real Tigger. Uh, yeah. So what does he do? He he bounces, flounces. Mm-hmm. You know, he bounces and flouncies, bouncy, flouncy, but that's in the, see, that's fun, in the fun, Disney, fun, the thing fun, is fun. that song is in the Disney cartoon, which is no, not in the public true. domain. No. This is the original he, Tigger who's in the stories. Let me just look at this original email story. Oh, wait, he's pulling, he's hurting animals to make music and pulling guns on people. Oh, and no. Oh, no. no, no. No, he doesn't do that. No, he's, he's you know, he's a, he's a kind of a, the hyperactive kid of the hundred acre woods. Um, mm-hmm. So what do we do with like- And wait, can Winnie the Pooh be in this or is he not Yes, allowed? Winnie the Pooh is also in the, the earliest, the old version is in the public uh, domain. I've not yes. seen Blood and Honey where he totally is <laughs> oh, a killer. No, Dirty oh Dan no, is back. Dirty oh, he's back. making twisted things. That was, it feels like that was <sighs> the first time when someone was like, wait a minute, if this is in the public domain, this child character can do killer things. That's all, that's what we can do yeah. and it opened the floodgates. Yeah, what do you think? Did you like that one? No, I, people kept asking us to do it on the podcast. I'm like, I don't want to even support this that much. It's just such a, like first idea, like edge lord, dumb. Like who cares? Mm, okay, mm-hmm. so we're not going to do that. So, uh, what is uh, Tigger going to open up a small business? Is he going <laughs> to go to school? Uh, is he going to? Is are we going to have a Paddington thing where a family <laughs> adopts a Tigger and he's going to? I don't yeah. know. Like 
teach them the meaning of love or happiness or something? I think we have to. Yeah, that sounds pretty. I mean, that you could get that made, certainly. Yeah. Yeah. If the family's like all grumpy and dysfunctional, and then the dad's like, I only care about work, and the mom's like, Oh, I'm I'm addicted to painkillers, and the and the kids are (laughs) like, "Mm, Well, we're we're already uh, we have a band, and all we care about is our band, and then Uh, Tanner comes looking at looking at phones. Yeah, oh yeah, we're just all about screens. That's all we care about. And they go, they're going to go on a on a last minute vacation, and society collapses while they're at the house. But then Tigger is with mm-hmm. them. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, so, I made it twisted again. Collapsed. Yep. Oh no. I don't want to offend any Tigger uh, partisans out there. Okay. But that's the character. Like as a lifelong Eeyore, that's the character that irritates me the most in the Hundred Acre Woods. Like it's. Well, just- you know what? I bet. I wonder if Eeyore is in the public domain. What, what would you do with him? Uh, well, we'll get Charlie Kaufman on the script because I feel like he'd uh-huh. have a real feeling for the material. Sure. Yeah. Okay, sure. Um, what is it like? It seems like it, you're really giving up a real opportunity for yourself, Dan, to advance your career by writing the Tigger movie. But give no, it to Charlie Kaufman. Yeah, Dan's in it for the love of the game here. Yeah, Eeyore. Uh, the live of the so, Tig. Oh, the live of the Eeyore. Yeah, I forgot yeah, we're talking Eeyore. about Eeyore. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like maybe he carries a storm cloud with him wherever he goes, and he learns that. Uh, mm-hmm. He needs to find the place where he fits in. You know, he brings brings the rains to the desert with him. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. So he, a, he uses it's a his metaphorical de- tale of you know leaning into the the, the things that people uh, try and shy away from mm-hmm. the sadness. Maybe you know, yeah. From, maybe he travels around and encounters people, and everybody's trying to cheer him up, and uh, they they end up getting in touch with what makes them happy in the process. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's really nice. That's great. Yeah, I love it. That's a good way to handle Eeyore. It takes the weight of the world onto his shoulders, his donkey mm-hmm. shoulders, so you become happier. So he's so wait, kind of what, like— what, Which are his shoulders, like the front shoulders or the uh, back shoulders? That's a good point. He has four legs, yeah. I think the back shoulders are called the butt. The butt, so. the butt shoulders, okay. <laughs> okay, yeah. So he's kind yeah. of a real just, Christ figure, Eeyore, in this in this mm-hmm. reading of it. Yeah. 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 Okay, yeah, man, I think we're doing a great job here. I and think we're doing great. Is he a killer? The, yeah, and then he kills people at the yeah, end. Yeah, is he going to kill people? Uh, yeah, at the end, he's, he snaps because there's only so much a donkey can take. <laughs> my name's Doug Duguay, and I'm here to talk about my podcast in the middle of the one you're listening to. It's called Valley Heat, and it's about my neighborhood, the Burbank Rancho Equestrian District, the center of the world when it comes to foosball, frisbee golf, and high-speed freeway roller skating. And there's been a Jaguar parked outside on my curb for 10 months. I have no idea who owns it. I have a feeling it's related to the drug drop that was happening in my garbage can a little over a year ago. And if this has been a boring commercial, imagine 45 minutes of it. Okay, Valley Heat, it's on every month on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get podcasts. Check it out, but honestly, skip it. These are the These chronicles, are the chronicles of the Rancho Equestrian District, District, Burbank, California. California. This is the events taking place in my house around my house. Hello, sleepyheads. Sleeping with Celebrities is your podcast pillow pal. We talk to remarkable people about unremarkable topics, all to help you slow down your brain and drift off to sleep. For instance, we have the remarkable Neil Gaiman. I'd always had a vague interest in life, culture, food preparation. Sleeping with Celebrities, hosted by me, John Moe, on MaximumFun.org, or wherever you get your podcasts. Night-night. Before we get into the ads, I'd just like to say that if you go over to flophousepodcast.com slash events, you're going to see some exciting new live shows over there. 
first uh, chronologically on Sunday, March 31st. That's Easter Sunday uh, at the Bell House in Brooklyn, New York. Um, we're going to be doing a show, Doors at 7, for a 7.30 p.m. show. So please come out to that Brooklyn show. I know we've been doing a lot of coastal shows, Midwest, my home my home region, where I come from. I promise we are going to get to you. We're working on it, uh, but we are doing our first, uh, uh, our own bookings for the first time in Flophouse history, and it is complex, but we hope to have you next on our tour list. Uh, but also, we are going to the UK for the first time. That's right. The Flophouse is hopping across the pond for two shows in Oxford, England, on May the 24th at Oxford Town Hall as part of the brand new Oxford Podcast Festival. There will be an early show and a late show, one at 7 p.m. and one at 9 p.m. And we're going to be discussing two different movies, uh, one at the early, one at the late. Right now, the plan is to talk about The Avengers, not the Marvel movie, the one from 1998 starring Rafe Fiennes and Uma Thurman. That is an adaptation of the beloved 60s British spy series of the same name. And also, we will be talking about Spice World, the Spice Girls movie. You don't need any more explanation. It's the Spice Girls. You know that movie. Uh, which movie goes with which time is still undecided, but you're going to get a great show with either one. So again, please go over to flophousepodcast.com slash events for all the information and ticket links for those shows in Brooklyn, New York on March the 31st and Oxford, England on May 24th. And you may notice that I'm talking for a long time without interruption. That's because I'm doing these ads on my own. We uh, recorded a little early uh, because Stuart was flying off to Australia. And so I said, I will, I will drop in these ads once I get the ad copy so you get to hear a lot of my voice. Uh, speaking of my voice, you know, when people think of me, they think of microdosing. You've probably heard of microdosing. If not, just know that all sorts of people are microdosing to feel healthier and perform better. And microdose gummies deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. And, uh, you know, I like feeling just the right amount of good. I'll tell you, I don't know. I've said it before. Uh, I feel like sometimes I'm a person prone to a lot of stress and uh, feeling overwhelmed. And these microdose gummies have really helped with a lot of that. And maybe they will help you. So you can get 30% off your first order plus free shipping today at microdose.com. Promo code FLOP. It's available nationwide. That's microdose.com. Promo code FLOP for 30% off and free shipping. Microdose.com. Promo code FLOP. Also... We're sponsored in part by Babbel. One in five Americans have learn a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024, you finally check it off the list with Babbel. And if it's on your bucket list, check it off early. Because if you go through all the trouble of learning a new language, then you die. Who are you going to talk to? Maybe in heaven. I don't know. It seems like up there, there's got to be some sort of universal translator. Anyway, I'm getting off the point. Uh, the point is... Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 150 language ex experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, 
rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Babbel has over 10 million subscriptions sold, plus all of Babbel's 14 language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. And if you're anything like me, maybe you took languages in high school and college, maybe you you know, took them for several years and got to a point of middling uh, competency and uh, would like to bring that competency back and build on it. Babbel is a great way to do it. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners. Hoard it for Flophouse listeners at babbel.com slash flop. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash flop. Rules and restrictions may apply. And we also have, yes, a lot of my voice. We also have a Jumbotron. Jumbotron. Hello, fellow flop fans. Do you enjoy listening to absurd role-playing-based comedy and complex webs of stupid jokes that build and recur across episodes? I do, too. That's why I love the Flophouse. But might I also offer for your listening pleasure Legend Lark? What is Legend Lark, you ask? Uh-oh. It's an actual play, tabletop, role-playing podcast, my friend. Listen to the show that no one is calling the Taking of Pelham 123 a podcast. Find us on your podcaster at legendlark.com. And uh, uh, there's a call to action that's specific for you, the Flophouse fans, for discerning fans of the Flophouse classic Bratz, I recommend starting with the short Atro's Camp arc. Yes, Atro's. It looks like horse, except for uh, the O and the R have been transposed. Anywho, back to the <laughs> back to the show. Here's another thing that's in the public domain now: mm-hmm. the play of Peter mm-hmm. Pan. Okay. Oh, yeah. Certainly what the world needs is more adaptations of Peter Pan. Mm-hmm. All right. I, so you're doing it right, Dan, by not doing it. You're right. Sometimes the only way to play, the only way to win I, the game is not to play, as we learn from war games. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I have to say, like, this is a story that I have no affinity for. I find it, like, weird and creepy. Yeah, you said you, and, you like it less when they removed all the racist songs from the cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> that stuff's not in the public domain. But, so, uh, okay. Dan, so it's interesting, Dan, that the guy who is uh, the grown man who uh, has no children himself and spends a lot of time watching cartoons doesn't have an affinity <laughs> for Peter Pan. It's interesting. And uh, the guy who might remind you that you are chased by a pirate all the we, time. Allie, we hate the flaws we see in ourselves. So oh, that's I don't fair. Think it's I think that that's weird. true, actually. But also, like, so many, you know, like, I don't want to grow up. Filmmakers have made their version of Peter Pan over the years, and mm-hmm. they're almost all bad. <laughs> like, there's a couple of good ones hidden in there, but I, you know, or ones that ha- have good parts and then not so great parts. That's fair. That's fair. It's kind of burned over material. It's been done. So how about this? So here's. Well, what about is- what about Bangarang, Dan? What about Bangarang? What about Rufio and those guys? And <laughs> those are not in the public domain. I, I, think, a, I, I think you'll find they're not in the original <laughs> text. Of this Peter is a Pan. generational fight that I think I've just given up on. Like you know what, people a little younger than me, go on, go ahead and love your Hook if you it's, want to. What I found is that Hook is to me as Space Jam is to the generation after mine, where it's like, mm-hmm. well, this is the thing I have a nostalgic sentimentality for that. 
Also, I'll say it's good, even though objectively it's got issues. You know, it's not yeah, that good. Yeah. Uh, so here's so here's a property that people have been waiting to get into public domain for a long time, so they can finally get their hands on mm-hmm. it. Uh, that's Memoirs of a Fox Hunting Man by Siegfried Sassoon. Uh, <laughs> of course. And so, uh, Dan, how would you handle how would you handle this one? <laughs> <laughs> now. Uh... Is Max Mouse in this, or is it just Sly Like Clock? <laughs> uh, it's funny that you're pretending that you don't know that this is a series of episodes in the youth of George Shurston, a, uh, a, sure. a who, goes, who goes from uh, from uh, youth to slightly older maturity, uh, dealing with uh, you know fixtures of village wealthy village life. You know that there's a cricket match, there's a fox hunting thing, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Well, certainly in the in the in the years before World War One, it's the it's the innocence of the pre World War One world. Or you didn't film. have to add that part. I knew exactly what you were talking about. <laughs> yeah, we, no, no one, we all, of course, knew this, but I think for, I want to remind um, you that Siegfried Sassoon, also the, the poet of World War I, is not, is not Vidal Sassoon, the hairstylist. <laughs> okay, well, I don't that's, that's going to amend my, my response here. change yes, a little I've, bit. Yes, because I've tried to figure out Vidal Sassoon's thoughts on World War I. I cannot find them when I do in my research. Mm-hmm. Um, so with this fox hunting man, I think— for a modern film, the first thing that we want to do is minimize the fox hunting. <laughs> okay, interesting. It is both a cruel uh, relic and a symbol of the upper class that probably won't, wouldn't play as well. So we're going to take the fox hmm. hunting out. Um, what was the other things that we, we could focus on? Like uh, cricket? being in a village. Cricket. Yeah. Sure, cricket. I mean, the explaining most the rules of cricket sport. to a non-cricket fan, is that's a movie in and of itself. Like, that's a lot of information. That's true, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, cricket seems to me to be like the the sports equivalent of like a tabletop game yeah, with a lot of <laughs> it's Calvin ball, <laughs> a lot of rules, it's a lot of rules, a lot of rules, a lot of and like I feel like names. someone's explaining like math to me somehow. So it sounds like we would adapt it mainly as kind of a humorous guide to cricket to the to the American. <laughs> yeah. All right. Is Goofy in the public domain? We can get him <laughs> no, to do one Goof- of those. Unfortunately, Goofy is not. But yeah, how to cricket? I don't know. Yeah. With fox hunting, I mean, I feel like you can make it fun, like that video game Duck Hunt, where you have like a dog who laughs at you and you miss. <laughs> no, that we was a have very one different. Where the fox kills the hunters, man. <laughs> no, oh, dirty no. dance. Oh. Oh, Turn man. the tables on them. Oh, he dragged himself out from under what that if the coffee fox table. Has a chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, that was that was a tough one. That was a tough one. But now mm-hmm. we'll get to one again. This is another property people have been really hoping would get into the public domain for a long yeah. time now. This is Coming of Age in Samoa by Margaret Mead. This is a nonfiction book, right. subtitled okay. "Psychological Study of Primitive Youth for Western Civilization," about mm. um, kind of the growth and uh, and sexual development of adolescent girls yeah. in Samoa. Now, I'm there. I'm sure there are many questions now about the the, the underlying science of this book. But the, Warner Brothers has been trying to make a movie out of it for years. So, Dan, yeah. how would you how would you handle now, this one? Okay. Margaret Mead, of course, a uh, famous sociologist, I guess you would like. Or sure, yeah. Just, like, anthropologist, social anthropologist. Yeah. Uh, I mainly know her through the fact that she gets lampooned and has a song in Hair. <laughs> okay. <laughs> a musical that I was in. Yeah, I don't know, yeah, I don't know if you remember. In college. Back in college, Dan was the lead in the production of Hair. Uh, he was you know, the, I, he I played the that, Hair. Stuart mentions it more than me. He's the only. He's the only one whose wiener you don't see. Mm-hmm. Uh, but <laughs> that's, that's the thing. Like, leave him wanting more. That's Dan's kind of whole thing. Yeah, in the playbook says the one who's mark. <laughs> oh, so it's like at, at the end of Frankenstein, where it says the monster question mark because they didn't want people to know it was a person and not a real mm-hmm. monster. Yeah. Um. So, 
that's my main association. So I guess we could adapt that song. I guess that's not in the no, public not in the public though. domain. Okay, I'm gonna. Hey, this is what we okay. run into. You're gonna get a point deficit for that. You're off the okay. board. Uh, and now I'm making it a game. You know what? I wasn't planning on it, but it's a game now. <laughs> Dan, you have negative. Actually, you're back at oh, zero because your your Eeyore stuff was really good. Okay. Um, and then I mean, Stu- I think I mean I think doing like a little slice of life, kids growing up in Samoa thing, like that's a huge hit. Like that's like yeah, uh, that's right up like all the streamers' alleys. It targets. Yeah. You know, they would like a wide that. demographic. Uh, you get some, you got, you get some young hard bodies. Put them under the sun. <laughs> That's a thumbs up from Dan McCoy. <laughs> I don't know why you keep trying to paint me this way. I don't care for it. So now the score right now, because I've decided it's a game, is we're tied okay. at one to one. Because I forgot Dan did some good work earlier. Uh, Thank so you. We're, we're tied at one for one. This is going to be an easy one, though. You guys are going to knock this out of the park. Okay. How sure. are we going to adapt? It's now in the public domain. The book West Running Brook by Robert Frost. This is a book of poems. Uh-huh. Uh, I'll just <laughs> read you a little bit. Here's here's one. This is from the the poem The Freedom of the Moon. I've tried the new moon tilted in the air above a hazy tree and farmhouse cluster as you might try a jewel in your hair. I've tried it fine with little breath of luster, alone or in one ornament combining with one first water star almost as shining. So adapt, I want, we've got, we've got to make it into a movie. How do we make that the first chapter of the, uh, of the Robert Frost So verse? here's what I, so it's a, there's this West running brook. Okay. Who, who wishes that it had the freedom of the moon to, to travel where it wanted and not go west running but go east running it, think, it thinks that the moon has freedom because it sees it in the air but then it, ultimately it realizes the moon only travels one direction as well and sometimes you know we're set on a path in life that may not be the one that we wanted originally but we have to find meaning and beauty in it you know what dan the end i like it and you know what i like even more you can shoehorn a pop song into that really yeah easy. Like you could shoehorn mm-hmm. like Billie Eilish or someone does like a does yeah. like a sad song or like yeah. a you know that or Lady Gaga does one of her like more standards type songs mm-hmm. you know yeah. I think great job that's a great job in that Stuart I'm gonna give you another one from that from that book because Dan just totally ate your lunch on that one so here's so this is <laughs> I mean, a phone call didn't even get a chance but that's okay this one I right. think might be more along your lines this is uh this is from Canis Major it says the great overdog that heavenly beast with a star in one eye gives a leap in the east Stuart what are you gonna do with this overdog. Mm. I mean, I'm gonna say we're looking at a AMC original series, okay. <laughs> Yellowstone style drama western uh, about a giant dog in the east. <laughs> okay, uh, great. We, you know, you I take mean, it's your, a western, but the dog is in the east. Don't there's well, when you're in the west, dog still in the east. West. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, it's called Overdog Goes West. I see. But it's yeah. one of those things where you have uh, where you use the poetry mainly as episode titles and maybe like bookends for episodes. Mm-hmm. But may, uh, or like a quote at the beginning that becomes you. significant later on. Not yeah, something attributed okay. to one of the characters. That doesn't make sense. But who knows? Uh, <laughs> I think that's I think because people love that shit. They you do know, love that. They love shit. TV. <laughs> they, do, love TV. They, they do love that tea. You guys both did a great job. Okay, this is one. Uh, the so this one I'm going to give to Dan. Also, it's another poem from, <laughs> from okay. West Running Rook. It's called "The Bear." I'm just going to read uh-huh. you a little bit, and then I'm going to cut down. This goes. Okay, the bear puts both arms around the tree above her and draws it down as if it were a lover, and it's choked Cherry's lips to kiss goodbye, then lets it snap back upright in the sky, and then running down a little bit. Uh, Let's see. Here we go. Uh, or if he rests from scientific tread, it is only to sit back and sway his head through 90-odd degrees of arc, it seems, between two metaphysical extremes. He sits back on his fundamental butt with lifted snout and eyes, if any, shut. He almost looks religious, but he's not. 
and back and forth he sways from cheek to cheek, at one extreme agreeing with one Greek, at the other agreeing with another Greek, which may be thought, but only so to speak. So Dan, you might, you might obviously, have, yeah. this is a pervy one that mentions a butt, yeah. so I figured this is for you. It's a bear no, no. in a tree. Make it work. I was going to say, like, this seems like you you targeted this to me because there's a lot of butt content in here. Uh-huh. I, I'm going to largely steer clear of the, the butt element of this one and make it more the of a— The butt element starring Bruce Willis and Mia Jovovich? <laughs> yeah. We figured out— It's so love. It's, it's love. earth, fire, <laughs> air, water, butts. Mm-hmm. Turns out the butt element was butt all along. <laughs> it turns out the, um, the final element was butt. Mm, core no, butt Dallas. <laughs> no secret. <laughs> Dallas is spelled with two S at the end. Like, yeah, of course. No, yeah. I'm gonna, it's gonna and, be and Gary of, Oldman is like, I should have brought my hair from Dracula. It looks like mm, a butt. Then I would have won whatever the thing is I'm trying yeah, to get in this hairy movie. Hairy butt man. Yeah. Hello, I'm Harry Buttman. I'm a parody of Gary Oldman, but I think I have to explain that because I'm a little far removed from the original. <laughs> um, I'm going to turn And you do have a reservation, sir? <laughs> yes, I do. It's under Buttman. B-U-T- No, I understand. I, like, I understand. If you wanted to be closer and still somewhat butt-related, you could have been Gary Holeman. Uh, but that's a little, that's not kind of the, I don't know. It sounds more like I'm the whole man, complete in and of myself, and I'm here on a date, so clearly I'm looking for my other half. Anyway, uh, has she arrived? She, she, she knows the reservation is under butt man. <laughs> oh, actually, I'm so sorry, sir. We gave your reservation away to the Howard Stern character, butt fart man. <laughs> we, 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 we made a mistake. We misread it. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Bart man was here earlier, and... <laughs> We misunderstood. <laughs> well, let me see who's saying that. Oh, it's Gutman from uh, the Maltese Falcon. I'm so he sorry, told, sir. He, was, he told us to do his titular dance, and we all— <laughs> We did the Bart Man, and then uh, we had to eat his shorts. Uh, an unpleasant experience. <laughs> um, anyway. And with an eye carumba, he raced out of the place. <laughs> do you guys he remember— the Bart guys, symbol. You guys remember when The Simpsons first started and they wanted to merchandise the hell out of it and they did yeah. only had a few, really a season or less of a show. So like mm-hmm. Bart always says, I carumba. And he always, that's, he always says, eat my he shorts. That's what he always says. He always will say yep. that. And, and within, while we were planning on having a cow, he begged us not to. <laughs> <laughs> only the men though. Um, so Dan, this, this poem, it's a bear in a tree and it's a metaphor well, for right. something in life. <laughs> yeah, gonna, so. Yeah, we're gonna take it in sort of a Lars and the Real Girl direction, where this mm. bear bears in the real butt romance with this tree, and all the other bears in the community sort of indulge it, but you know, hope hope that the bear will move on to another bear at some point. Uh-huh, yeah, uh, sure. Sort of a you know quirky indie uh, woodland comedy. Yeah, that sounds great. Uh, mm-hmm. Not twisted at all. I like it. Not at all twisted. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so here's the so guys. It's finally in the in the public domain. That's right. Mac yep. the Knife, the song. But what's okay, not in the public domain not Mac tonight, is not Mac King. Tonight. I wanted to make oh, this very clear. Okay. So, oh, you, so you got to make something with now. the character of Mac the Knife, but he cannot have a giant moon for his head. He can't play <laughs> piano. Can't wear sunglasses. Maybe he can wear sunglasses. And he doesn't work for McDonald's. I don't watch Seth Meyers, and, but I've seen enough clips that I'm like, maybe I should. I'd seen one... Apparently, he talked about Mac Tonight a lot, and like people uh-huh. sent in a bunch of Mac Tonight memorabilia to him that he was very distressed by. He's like, what, why did I don't? Yeah, this is something I find tonight. very funny with, about fans of things where they're like, you mentioned this thing, you must love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like when your 
aunt finds out you like turtles. So every time she sees you, she brings you like a little little turtle figurine. Mm-hmm. And you're like, now I have like an entire wall of turtle figurines. And the yeah. thing is, I still love turtles. <laughs> now imagine <laughs> Imagine Seth, if, the, if you're listening, you can send me the Mac Tonight stuff. I'll keep it. Dan would love it. Yeah, because imagine if instead of Turtles, it's Mac Tonight, and instead you have millions of ants who watch you every night yeah. on television. So, Dan, what so what are you going to do with, with Sorry, Mac the, Mac Mac the, the knife. knife? He's a, he's a okay. guy with a knife. His name's uh-huh. Mac Heath, but you can just call him Mac if you want. Yes. What do we know about this guy? Uh, something named Mac Heath here. Mm-hmm. Something, he something. doesn't have a knife. He Back is the, the knife, knife, right? <laughs> yeah, um, so so that's the thing. Stuart, I like where you're taking this, that he is not a guy with a knife, but is a knife. Like he's mm-hmm. a half man, half knife, or he's oh, the knife that okay, someone else sure. uses. Yep. Maybe it's a Pixar type thing about knives. I'm a contestant now. Now I'm in the game and I'm doing. I'm suggesting oh, wow. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, I was going to say maybe he's like a razor boy in Shadowrun. He's some kind of street samurai who's, uh, you know, <laughs> trying to fill up his, uh, his cred stick with Nguyen from the Megacores. But uh, the thing is, he's operating outside the law. You know, he's sinless. He doesn't have, uh, I mean, to be that doesn't off, have an identification this, number. This is not so that he, different from the plot of Three, three Penny Opera, to be honest. You know? <laughs> yeah. Or is it like, you know, like 90s slang about like macking on someone? Like it's so about smashing oh, yeah. a knife. Oh, yeah. yeah. That'd be pretty intense. That's pretty twisted, Danny D. Dirty Danny well, D. You know, it just comes natural to me. <laughs> but this, I, I want to go with mine where it's 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 about uh, he's a knife, but he wants to be a fork or something like that. He's got to learn sure. how, how it's good to be a knife. Yeah. Yeah. And Randy yeah. Newman is like, because you got be a friend in knives. Yeah. Yeah. Be, yeah. yeah. Oh, when you're made a certain way at the factory, that's what you got to be. That sounds more like Springsteen, but you Making know. Making the cut. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're running, we're running late, running long. So let's, okay. we're just gonna go to again to everyone. Oh, tell the affiliates. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna be going over. We're gonna have to push back the news. Um, and Huey Lewis. Uh, so who is who hosts the local news now? Uh, yeah, I'm Huey Lewis. I'm Huey Lewis, and here's the news. I'm Huey Lewis. <laughs> I'm Huey Lewis. <laughs> I absorbed the, the news Huey into Lewis. me. <laughs> <laughs> I expanded like Tetsuo at the end of Akira and absorbed the rest of the news into me. Yeah. So I'm now Huey Newis <laughs> of the new flesh. Ooh. So guys, here's that character we've all been excited about. He's in the public domain. I mentioned yeah. him before. I'm going to mention mm-hmm. him again. That's right, Mister Bletsworthy on Rampole Island. How okay. are you going to make? How are you going to make a franchise out of this guy? On, wait, oh. on Ramhole? No, Island? Ram Rampole Island. Dan, okay. get your mind There's, out of the gutter, Dirty I, D. That's what I thought I heard. Rampole I mean, Island. You hear Mr. Blutzworthy, you know there's only one actor who can bring that guy to life, and that's Tom Hanks. So slap that dude in that role. Okay. Uh, Blutzworthy Island, that sounds awesome. Uh, maybe <laughs> it's uh, like a tropical paradise. You got Tom Hanks just hanging out, wearing, you know, like uh, resort wear, uh, you know, making <laughs> friends. Like in, yeah. like in Castaway when he's just wearing resort wear the whole time? Yeah, and maybe maybe some uh, like maybe some local like drug smugglers get involved, and he has to like uh, you know like trick them and uh, get save uh, Ramhole Island. Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> well, now, well, now now my mishearing now I feel like my way of of using this has to be to make a million dollars, of course, off of the porn parody everyone's been waiting for, Mister Buttsworthy on Ramhole Island. <laughs> I'm glad Dan, you you avoided butt so much in that previous Robert Frost yeah. one, but now you're all over it. Okay, so I'm coming home. So, so how are you doing a porn parody of what Stuart just came up with? Oh, I wasn't. Tom listening. Hanks can't be in the porn parody. Uh, <laughs> He's Disney owns Disney owns his image as Geppetto, so they could. Oh, okay. I guess if they if they use that, they could do it. Yeah, yeah. If Disney is like. 
in order to make Disney Plus profitable, we will have to start showing porn on it. So we will be producing it with our characters. They don't have to be in the public domain anymore to have sex with each other. We're doing that now. We've hired as our new head of content, Dirty D. We've heard Dirty what D, you want. <laughs> Dirty D, please tell us what our characters are going to be doing right now on Disney Plus XX. <laughs> you know, just doing it, man. All the characters, all your favorite characters. You ever wonder if they do it? Well, they do do it. They do it on Disney X. X and and X. who are some of these characters? Like the the, the hit I characters. I don't know, from- man. Daisy. Daisy's like a girl duck, and yeah, and yeah. she you know does Daisy things and with- the fucking dad from Inside Out. Yeah, they're just yeah. crushing yeah, yeah. it. Finally, I don't even see- like doing this anymore. This <laughs> the is rescuers, grosser. you better believe they're going down under. Finally, all the characters. Finally, all the characters from Treasure Planet are going to be doing it. All your favorite Disney characters. I mean, yeah, I feel like Dan's lived in that I world mean, so long, Elliot, that us bringing it up, we're like expecting him to be excited, but he's like so jaded at this point. It's not even he, a joke to him anymore. It's not a joke. He's like, horny for those Robin Hood foxes. Now's your chance. Yeah. I guess for to see him. To what? To have sex with them? I mean, yeah, Dan, that's not that's how it works. Right. <laughs> that's, well, that's the premium. Yeah, yeah, you get a little VR headset. Disney Plus VR, I see. Okay. Disney Plus Plus. Well, I guess we figured out. Because you turn those pluses on their side, their X's. Anyway. Oh, I see. That's that's the that's in the that's his TED talk about it. He goes, hey, let's take these pluses in, turn them on their sides. Disney what? X. <laughs> that's the power of imagination. Uh, mm-hmm. So. Guys, I guess we That's the power of imagination. Oh, it's it's Huey Huey Newis. Newis. (laughs) It's Huey Newis. (laughs) Anyway. Uh, So, guys, I wanted this episode to be us showing that you can do other things with public domain characters besides make them have sex with each other, and I failed. (laughs) That's the only thing you can do. It's the only thing. All they can do is is, every road takes us back there. It's almost as if original stories. The limits of human imagination. (laughs) It's almost as if original stories don't need to be reimagined or recreated or even adapted, and we should focus on creating new things, enriching that cultural clay with new ideas that can then spur new inspirations mm-hmm. rather than just taking everybody's old stuff and reusing it again. Yeah. Or, or, yes, what? we have no bananas. Alex, hit it. All right, everybody. Yes, we have no bananas. It's going to play us out because let's stick with the old stuff. Uh, I guess the only thing you do is have characters kill or do each other and... There's no new ideas under the sun. It's impossible, so let's use that public domain stuff. Uh, this has been a self-defeating Flophouse Mini. I hope you enjoyed it. If you didn't, please send all your letters to Dirty Dan McCoy, <laughs> care of Max Fun. Uh, I'll but- eat him. <laughs> he's so hungry, everybody. He's, he's so twisted. He doesn't know what to do with letters. Normally, people read letters, but I eat them. <laughs> like, he's so just, he just does things backwards. He's like, I, I go to sleep in a bathtub, and I take a bath in a bed. Yeah, he's <laughs> bizarre. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bad bye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this show, or even if you didn't, please leave us a five-star review on, on whatever podcast app you use. Uh, if you're recommending next- an episode to uh, listeners, new listeners, maybe not this one. Maybe not this one. This one works best. Once you have affection for us, yeah. yeah. And the Max Fun Drive is coming up next month. Please don't judge us based on this episode and, and pay accordingly. Uh, please, uh, thanks to our editor uh, and producer, Alex Smith. He goes by Howell Doughty online and does a lot of great stuff. He does a lot of good work for us, like putting Yes, We Have No Bananas, hopefully in the background while I'm talking, or else this is not going to work, Alex. I would be very upset if I listen to this later and Yes, We Have No Bananas is wow. not playing the original wow. version of it. A, that's, give him a chance to succeed before you that's start. Fair. That's fair. Attacking him for failure. Yeah. 
Uh, but this has been The Flophouse. We'll be back next week talking about a movie. Uh, for the time being now, though, I am Elliot Kalen. I've been joined by... Dan McCoy. And Stuart Wellington. Keep making that IP, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, don't stop believing. We have no bananas today. You got a strawberry pie? Yes, I don't think we got strawberry pie. You got a coconut pie? Yes, I don't think we got coconut pie. Maximum Fun. A worker-owned network. Of artist-owned shows. Supported directly by you.